Sunday school this morning, you missed Brother Viscom, and he talked about being a disciple. And uh, there are some of these up in the pulpit right here, so if you missed it, his whole outline is right here. Uh, Brother Lang and I uh, alliterated it two different ways for him later so he can get that fixed. But other than that, uh, really, it was a blessing. And so uh, if you would like that, these are up here in the pulpit. You can feel free, come up, grab one, and uh, see what you missed. Uh, I also wanted to say that uh, we have not done teen camp testimonies yet. All right, and I know it's been a few weeks, but I like hearing what the teens got from teen camp, all right? So uh, Pastor and I have already been talking about it. I've been trying to work this out. Uh, we wanted to do it last Sunday night, but it was VBS kickoff. We didn't want to interfere. Uh, and so teens, I apologize, but Wednesday night is your night, all right? I know that's different than normal. Uh, remember what you need to remember. Write down some things. If you haven't written them down yet, don't forget. And uh, remember what the Lord talked to you about during teen camp. We're going to go ahead and have some uh, testimonies of that. I'm going to let them go first. And then when that's done, I'm going to let anybody else do some more testimonies. We've done so many things this year. And uh, I really want um, just a chance for people to be able to give that out and to talk about what the Lord's done uh, in particular for them, and so feel free uh, to come on out this Wednesday. We're doing uh, a testimony night on Wednesday. If there's time, I'll preach, but uh, other than that, uh, I, I figure on doing, doing it that way, all right? Uh, so if you would grab your Bibles, Mark chapter 6, Mark chapter 6, and uh, I, think, I think we're going to enjoy the message this morning, all right? I think I'm going to enjoy it, but I think you get to enjoy it today, all right? Uh, so sometimes I preach, and I'm pretty sure nobody but me enjoys it, all right? So uh, this might be a little bit different, but uh, Mark chapter 6, we'll start in verse number 7. And he, that be Jesus, called unto him the twelve, and began to send them forth by two and two, and gave them power over unclean spirits, and commanded them that... They should take nothing for their journey, save a staff only, no script, no bread, no money in their purse, but be shod with sandals and not put on two coats. And he said unto them, In whatsoever place ye enter into a house, there abide ye till ye depart from that place. And, whatsoever, and whosoever shall not receive you, not, nor hear you, when ye depart thence, shake off the dust under your feet for a testimony against them. Verily I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. And they went out and preached that men should repent. And they cast out many devils and anointed with oil many that were sick and healed them. Uh, and now I'm going to skip down to verse number 30. What you have in the meantime is uh, John the Baptist and him getting beheaded uh, for uh, what he has done and what he has said and what he has preached. You get down to verse number 30. And the apostles gathered themselves together unto Jesus and told them all things, both what they had done and what they had taught. And he said unto them, Come ye yourselves apart into a desert place and rest a while. For there were many coming and going, and they had no leisure so much as to eat, and they departed into a desert place by ship privately. Uh, and so here is uh, the disciples, and uh, they're busy. They've been busy. Uh, you and I have been busy. Uh, if you have been part of the church and been involved this summer, we have been busy. 
Uh, if you don't know what we've done because you're not, you haven't done any of it, uh, and haven't had the ability to do that, back there in June we did the Bible handouts. We did uh, Friday and Saturday. We took a couple hours on Friday, a couple hours on Saturday, and we went ahead and we did the Bible handouts. Uh, then we got. Uh, that was late June, and then into July, right in the middle of July, we had the Spurgeon meetings, an entire week of meetings, plus a Sunday. Uh, we had Brother Spurgeon with us, and we had an entire week of meetings, and uh, getting worn out that way. And then uh, the teens left immediately after the morning service on Sunday, and away they went to teen camp, and the teens were away for a week, and maybe that gave you a break, I don't know. Uh, but that didn't give them a break, and it certainly didn't give me much of one either uh, for the first half of the week, and then... It spilled into the second half for all the things I had to get done and caught up. Uh, we also had, of course, Harborfest Blitz uh, a little over a week ago and uh, had five hours of street preaching and trying to witness to people and see people come to the Savior. And then we had Vacation Bible School all of this past week and then the bike run yesterday. And here we are today. That's a lot of stuff. All right. I don't know about you. I'm tired. Anybody else, anybody else tired, right? I mean, we're giving, we're, we're giving the choir another week because we're like, man, you guys have got to be tired. We're tired. Uh, on top of that, I mean, you can back up a little bit farther. We had friend day and we had, I mean, we've been having stuff pretty consistent all summer long. And it's good. It's good to be busy. But this morning, I'm not going to talk about being busy. Here in verse number 31, Jesus implores his disciples. He says, come ye yourselves apart into a desert place. And those next four words, and rest a while. Rest a while. Uh, now, I'm going to talk about coming apart this morning. I'm going to preach on come apart. He wants them to come apart and rest a while. And he looks at the disciples and he goes, man, you guys are wore out. And we're wore out, and maybe you just need to rest a little bit. All right, and so I'm going to preach on how to come apart right before you blow apart or fall apart, because uh, that's the other option. All right, either you're going to come apart, or you're going to fall apart, uh, or you're going to blow apart. You're just going to explode because uh, you have too much, and the pressure's too much. You'll collapse, and it'll just be a mess. And Lord's looking at his disciples, and he's going, "We need, we need to make a change just for a moment." And so this morning, I want to talk just for a moment on coming apart. Uh, we had 17, including the seven saved at teen camp, there were 17 people saved that I know of in the month of June, July, and August already. 17. 17. Uh, if you eliminate the seven from teen camp, they weren't involved necessarily directly with our church. We have 10 people saved in the last two and a half months. Maybe less. Might be more like two. 17 people total, 10 just from right here. We've been busy. We've been busy. That encourages us. That picks us up. And uh, that keeps us moving. Actually, it's, I'm sorry, that's wrong. That number is wrong. Uh, it's 18. I forgot about Zach Freeman that I got to lead to the Lord on Sunday uh, last week. So uh, we got another one. So make that 18, all right? Uh, and so 11 right here. It's been an amazing summer. It's amazing. But that doesn't negate, sometimes we get a little tired. And so I want you to remember, and I want you to be able to come apart. Uh, to be honest, our schedule-wise, we don't have anything going on this week. Brother Rumsey's going to preach tonight, come back tonight. Don't skip out on church, that's not what I'm talking about. 
All right, come back tonight, seven or six o'clock. Brother Rums will be preaching. He'll be done at seven probably. Uh, doesn't matter how long the opening is, he'll be done at like seven. That's what he does every time. Uh, no, he'll probably go a little longer. I keep pushing him to go a little longer because he'll get the service. It'll be like ten minutes to seven. He'll preach ten minutes. Like he always wants us. To, I'm like, man. You can go longer than 10 minutes, Brother Rumsey. I enjoy your preaching. Uh, if you haven't heard him, you'll enjoy him. He is, he is great. I love hearing him preach, and uh, you'll get a blessing tonight. But there's nothing on the docket this week outside of that. I mean, there's usual ministries. There's nothing special extra going on. Uh, next week, there's nothing special going on. There's no special anything's happening as far as I know. There's nothing extra. All right? I looked at the calendar, and you know what I said? Until we get to August 28th when we have the bonfire, which is just a fun service anyways. There's nothing on the schedule for the rest of the month of August. So you know what I'm telling you right now? I'm imploring you. Come apart and rest a while. Okay? Now's going to be the time. Rest up, because when we get to September, (laughs) we got some stuff again. We got, the, we got the youth rally. We got the events there. We've got Brother Thren coming in again at the end of the month. We've got uh, a wonderful guy coming in October. Uh, his name's uh, uh, David Asquith. He's coming in. Or David Ingesath, I'm sorry. He's coming in. Brother Ingesath's coming in on a, on a Sunday. It's going to be awesome. It's a special service I think you'll enjoy. Uh, we got things going on all the way out through the missions conference and then into Christmas. Away we go, right? Uh, and away we go. And then it'll calm back down, but it'll be winter, so we're shoveling every day. So we're tired then, too, but that's beside the point, Uh, right? So I'm looking at the calendar. You know what I thought? These next couple of weeks, that might be a good time to rest up just a little bit. All right, so let's go to the Lord in prayer, and then we'll, we'll start talking about coming apart today. Father, I thank you for the day. I thank you. Lord, you are good to us. You're amazing to us. You meet our needs over and over and over again. And, Father, you never come up short. And so, Father, we love you. We pray you'd grant us the strength and the wisdom this morning. I pray you'd give us a great opportunity to get a little bit of rest, Father, over the next couple of weeks and take some time. And, Lord, I pray that you would bless our pastor, strengthen and help him today. Father, your healing hand would be upon him, that, uh, Father, he'd be able to get the rest and the recuperation that he needs even today. And, Father, once again, we pray you would bless the services Lord, I, I don't know if anybody here is lost, but I pray if they are, they wouldn't stay that way. They'd call upon Jesus Christ alone to save their soul. And Father, once again, we pray you'd sound a trumpet and allow us to come home even today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, look back early in the chapter. You notice uh, there what we read here in Mark chapter 6, verse 7, the Lord gave them some command, right? Uh, he gave them some command. He says, hey, you know what? Go two by two. Uh, you know, take no script, take no bread, take no, take nothing else with you. Don't take any extras. Travel light, and you're going to go, and you're going to go do some great things for me. Now, I'm not preaching on us doing all miracles and weirdness, all right? Don't, I'm viscom, I'm not going there, brother, I promise. All right, we're not doing it. But Jesus goes ahead and he sends him. So I do want you to know, number one, there is a time, there is a time to toil. There's a time to perform. There's some performance that needs to happen. There's a time to perform. And we've been performing for a few months now. All right? As a church, as a whole, maybe not you individually. And I'll tell you this. If you haven't been performing, maybe you ought to get performing. All right? Maybe you ought to get into the fight and do some things. All right? I'd encourage you. If you haven't been doing anything, get to doing something. All right? Uh, The Lord is asking us to do some things. We've been given a great commission. We've been given the opportunity to go. 
His statement is, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. His statement is that ye shall receive power after that. The Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and in the uttermost parts of the earth. He wants us to be witnesses. He wants us to go. He doesn't want us to just sit, all right? Uh, that's not the whole point of the message. Uh, the, the truth is, God wants us to go. He wants us to be busy. He wants us, just like He was, to be about our Father's business. Uh, he wants us to work. He wants us to do some things. There are things that we do, and there's a time the Lord calls upon us to go ahead and do what He's asked us to do. And there's work to be done. Look at verse number 30. He sent them out, and now here they are coming back, right? Verse number 30, the apostles gathered themselves together onto Jesus. They're coming back. They're, they're back. They show up, and what do they do? Notice what they do. They testify. They gathered themselves together unto Jesus and told him all things, both what they had done and what they had taught. They show up, and you know what? They start testifying to Jesus of all the things that they got to do because they were doing stuff. Uh, we got done. Uh, I'll just use this as an example, right? We're going to do team camp testimonies, and we wanted to do those earlier, just didn't work. Uh, didn't work out with, with different sicknesses and things that happened around team camp uh, and things, and so we've been kind of in limbo there trying to figure out a way to get it in because uh, it, it, you know, the schedule's been busy. And, uh, but man, we got done with, uh, we got done with uh, the Spurgeon meetings and people were talking about the Spurgeon meetings. They were testifying what the Lord had done. We got done with Harborfest Blitz on Saturday a couple weeks ago and man, we're testifying about two girls that came to the Savior. We were talking about people we talked to. I was using things in the, in the message as illustrations, testifying about things the Lord did and the Lord showed us and the Lord did all these things and it was amazing and this is what I got to do for Him and this is the place that He put me in and this is how it all worked out. Some of you got to come to VBS either at least one, two, three, all the nights, whatever it was and you got to see what the Lord was doing in the lives of those kids and in your heart and how he was working for you and some of you got to memorize all the memory verses too adults right we got in on it and uh, brother bacon was a slave driver let me tell you with the memory verses Did you say your verse yet that's i don't know if renee was that were you that mean with all the ladies were you on them a little bit she said a little bit but she wasn't like brother bacon was ruthless man i mean he was ruthless he's in there going you said your verse yet What's wrong with you? Why didn't you say your verse yet? <laughs> I mean, I think he almost made Joel Kyle cry. I don't know where Joel is. Uh, yeah, it was rough. It was, it was rough. And uh, I'm telling you, what do you have? We have stories. If you're doing anything for the Lord, you know what you've got? you got stories. And you show back up, and you show back up to the Lord, and you go, Lord, you, I, this is amazing, all the things that we got to do. You get meeting together, you know what you get? This is amazing, all the things we got. We've got some great events. I mean, we're talking 11 people saved in our church alone over the last few months. We got amazing stories. Uh, some of you did that Bible handout. First time the church ever did the Bible handout. We're planning another one. Uh, I, I've, got, I've got different banners in my cart. James and I are talking about them, and I'm, I'm getting ready. I want to order them. I, I'm trying not to spend too much money. You know, I'm trying to get the right the right thing. I also want it to be right for what we're doing, you know, the area that we're in. I don't want a gigantic sign, but at the same time, I don't want this little, you know. So I'm trying to get the right size and so it can be noticed and all the things, you know. So we're trying to do it. And we're getting things together to do another one. And we're, we're ready. 
And, uh, but some of you went out, and we were amazed. We gave out 35 Bibles the first day, five people get saved. That blows the doors off your brain. That's what that does. And you're amazed at what the Lord does. And we get testifying of how great things the Lord have done. And we ought to. All the things He lets us do and all the things He lets us be a part of. And if you're not a part of it, I'm, just, I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to be mean, but if you're not a part of it, you don't have any idea what I'm talking about if you've never done it. And you don't understand the excitement of doing something for the Lord and watching Him do the things that He does. Because everybody else in the world, the lost world, they get in on these things and they think that it's amazing and it is nothing in comparison. Nothing in comparison. And you get doing some things for the Lord, He shows you some things, He does some things. In fact, these guys are so busy. Look at verse 31. Look at the end of the verse. There's so many people that are coming and going. He says, and they had no leisure so much as to eat. (laughs) These guys can't even stop and get a bite to eat. They can't figure out when to have a sandwich. Like, they've got nothing. They can't stop and get a snack. It's not snack time for them. So what are they doing? They're so busy, they can't get even a bite to eat. They've got so many people coming to get Jesus, coming to have Jesus do something for them, coming and showing up and asking questions and trying to deal with things. And, you know, you've been that busy, right? You've been that busy where you skip lunch. Next thing you know, it's 3 o'clock in the afternoon. You're like, oh, I didn't even stop. We just kept working. It's 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Next thing you know, man, I'm kind of hungry. What happened? I just kept working. I was so busy, I didn't have time to eat. That's these guys right here. They're so busy about doing what the Lord wanted them to do, they didn't have time to grab a snack. That's busy. Right? Isn't that busy? These guys, are. you know, they, they have, they've understood there's a time to perform. There's a time to get some work done. There's some time to keep working and to keep working and to keep working. But you know what the Lord is great about? He looks at these guys and he says in verse 31, Come ye yourselves apart into a desert place and rest a while. He says, hey, there's a time to take a pause. There's a time to perform, but there's a time to, to pause. These these guys, they've got so many people coming to them and multitudes and multitudes. In a moment, at the end of the chapter, they have 5,000 men plus women and children showing up. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people that are just, they just keep coming and they keep coming and they keep coming. You know what the Lord says to those disciples? The work's not stopping. (laughs) If you want to be busy, you can stay busy. That's a hard lesson for me. I like being busy. I like working. I like getting the job done. I see that I have another project, and I want to go get that project done. You know the hardest part for me is? Recognizing when to take a rest. It's time to rest. And so maybe it's not your time to rest. Maybe the Lord's going to tell you to get something else done. But I looked at the calendar and I said, you know what? Maybe it might be time to take a pause, guys. We're tired. And that's understandable. That's the flesh is weak, right? We get tired. And the Lord looked at them and you know what? He said, he says, all right, it's time to come apart and rest a while. It's time to come apart and take a break just for a moment. Rest a while. 
Now, I want you to notice some things about the time to pause right here. First thing I want you to see is he says in verse number 31, he tells them, come ye yourselves apart into a desert place. Now, that doesn't mean that it's a dry, arid place with no growth, all right? Uh, it's a desert place, meaning away from all these people, deserted. Uh, come and get away from all these people. We need to get away from people. <laughs> Say, why? What is the ministry? The ministry is people. You're trying to minister to people. You're trying to help other people. And sometimes you can't help anybody because you got nothing to give anymore. Disciples have been going and going and going and going. They were out. They were giving out everything. They were going two by two. They get back. They're like, man, this was amazing. We did all these things. And now there's still so many people. We don't even have time to eat. And the Lord says, whoa, we're running out of power here. Let's go ahead and take a breather. Take a breather. Sit down. Get you a drink of water. Right? You're on a job site and you're working hard. And I worked in Pensacola, Florida. That's nasty weather. In case you've never been there, right? I mean, it's like a billion degrees. The humidity is 120%. You're like, I don't even know how that works, right? And you're in an attic space because I was an electrician, so I was in an attic space an awful lot, um, right? You're climbing through the attic space, and it's like 180 up there. You know, you're dying. That's basically what you feel like. Uh, one day I was up. I was working on a back porch. I got up into the back porch area, roughing in this house. It, it's basically, it's just roofed and shingled and studs, right? I mean, they don't even have the windows in. I don't have anything. We're looking at open studs, roughing in the place. And I had to get up on the back porch, and I'm army crawling on the back porch across the trusses of the back porch, and I'm cutting in. There's plywood below me, plywood above me, and shingles above me. And I started early in the morning. I started at 8 o'clock in the morning. But I'm running wire, and I'm, I'm army crawling through, and I'm cutting holes. They're cutting holes below me. They're mounting, I'm mounting recess cans. I'm mounting boxes. I'm mounting blocks. I'm doing all the things. I'm wiring stuff up. They're like, you want to get down? I said, no, because if you get me down, I'm not going back up. You can forget that. Let's just get this done. So I was up there from 8 o'clock in the morning until about 11 o'clock. I'm leaving a puddle at every spot that I'm at because I'm just sweating so much. There's, that's all you're doing. I go to hop out of the, of the, of the attic space, and I, I you know, put my hands on the two trusses, and I go to swing out onto the 8-foot ladder that is below me, and I almost just came down the 8-foot ladder. I almost didn't touch it hardly at all. My arms gave out. My legs were jello. Uh, praise the Lord, I didn't fall down. I didn't get hurt. My boss looked at me and said, you're done. <laughs> you're done. He sent me out, put me in my air-conditioned car, <laughs> wanted to cool me down. They brought me, I had bottles of water. They said, what is he doing? He go, you need a break. <laughs> what can't you do? I can't go back in there and wire a house. You don't want me wiring the house at that point. At that point, my brain doesn't work, right? No water, sweating it all out. You're dehydrating. You're, you're ready to pass out. Nothing's good. You know what the Lord doesn't want? Spiritually, he doesn't want you like that. And you may be doing everything great right here, but if you don't have leisure to eat, you're not in a good spot. If you aren't getting fed enough to go ahead and sustain what you are trying to do, you are now going to run out of power. He says, hey, you know what you need? You need a desert place. You need all those people to be gone away from you for a minute. He says, you need a desert place. And he says this. He says, in verse number 32, they departed into a desert place by ship privately. It's a private place. It's a special place where nobody else is. 
and nobody else knows about. It's private. You can get secluded. It's private. Nobody else needs to know where you went. Maybe you need a place where no cell phone is turned on. Because your phone's going to get all the alerts from all the things that you're attached to. Maybe you just need to shut it off and set it off to the side somewhere. Go where nobody can reach you. This is sounding extreme. Maybe you need some extreme. Because that private place is the place where you get to recoup all of the things that you have poured out. You've been going, and you've been going, and you've been going, and you've been going, and we've been going, and going, and going, and maybe you just need a moment. And it's a private place. It's where you can get alone, away from everybody else, and notice, who got on the boat with them? Disciples got on the boat with Jesus. It's a place private for you and him. He's the one who gives you all the power that you need. We get alone. I don't mean to get alone and get away from everybody and be in your secluded thoughts. That's just going to make you depressed and terrible, all right? Woe is me is going to start up and you're going to be all, oh, you see, I, I even I only am left and they seek my life to take it, all right? That's what you're going to be. All right, that's what we do when we get alone by ourselves. You, you go ahead and get your own thoughts back together and see how terrible that's going to be, right? Our thought is terrible. We go running in all the wrong directions. What does the Lord want? He wants to get alone with you. He wants you alone, and you know where you find rest? Isn't that where he told us we'd find rest unto our souls? Is with him. Come unto me, all ye that labor. We're working. And are heavy laden, too worn out. Burden feels too much now. Come on to me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Hey, I can give you rest over here. Come over here. We use that for salvation a lot. You know what I want to use that for? Uh, You today. I mean, if you're lost in here, if you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior, He can give you rest for all of eternity. Have your sins forgiven forever. You can start working for the best master in all the universe, the God of the universe. He'll take care of everything. And he wants to make sure you get rested up. And he looks at you and I, you know, and he says, hey, take some time with me. Quit worrying about everybody else. I need you to spend some time with me. And there's a daily you need to take a rest, right? We know that. There's a daily, you need some time in prayer, you need some time in your Bible, you need some time alone with you and the Lord, you need to have that devotion time with Him, but maybe you need to do some extra because you're so wore out and you're so tired that it's as if the disciples are there at the Garden of Gethsemane and Jesus goes out and He goes a little farther and He falls down and He prays and He comes back and He's going, would you not watch with me one hour? Say, I need you guys for an hour, alone with me. Alone with me for just an hour. When I tell you that you need a time to pause and you need to rest, it is not a rest from having a good relationship with Jesus Christ. It's to strengthen the relationship with Jesus Christ. 
It's to allow you some time so that you know and he knows that he still loves you, you still love him, everything's good, and you get to spend some time with him. Now, gentlemen, I'll say it this way. If you spend no time with your wife, she doesn't think you love her anymore. Isn't that the truth? You get busy and you get working and you get working and you get working and you get working and you put in so many hours and then you don't have a conversation with her for about four days, right? And then what is she? She's mad. She's not happy with you. She's wondering what's wrong with you. What does she want? You have, right? You just, she just wants you to sit there. You don't even have to do much, right? She just wants you to have the conversation. Let her know that you're still there and she's still there and you're still, and everything's okay. She wants a private meeting alone with nobody else. That's what she wants. Right? I'm not crazy, I promise. That's what she'd want. And when she gets that, you know what? She feels better, you feel better, everybody's happier, everything's smoother. Isn't it? Isn't that amazing? Aren't you the bride of Christ? But instead of you wanting it, he's the one who wants it. He's the one who wants you just to sit down and take a moment alone with him. And get the relationship to make sure you're still on the same page, everything's good. Because you've been too busy. (laughs) You feel it. He feels it. Everybody knows it. Jesus knows it. The disciples know it. He's going, hey, guys, we need to take a pause. Let's come apart from all these things and take a day. (laughs) Take a moment. Take a minute and pause and get alone with our Savior so that he can strengthen us again. Because notice, in verse number 31, he says, Come ye yourselves apart into a desert place and rest a while. Notice he ends that with a while, not forever. (laughs) All right? This isn't quitting time. This is resting time. All right? This is a pause. This is not a stoppage. All right? The Lord wants us to go on a little break. He wants us to go ahead and rejuvenate and get along with him and stay with him just for a little bit, pull away from all the craziness, and once again, He wants us to kind of step away so we can strengthen our relationship with Him. That doesn't mean you don't keep going to church. That doesn't mean you don't keep uh, being a witness and a testimony. That doesn't mean that you don't keep doing all the things that you know are normal Christian day-to-day things. It's the extra stuff. It's the stuff you keep pouring all the extra energy into that is running you down so far. It's the things like vacation Bible school for an entire week, and you and I are going, man, I'm tired. Follow it up with a bike run. Proceed it with a five hours of street preaching out of Arborfest. A week earlier, all the kids are at teen camp. Week before that, we're in Spurgeon meetings. Three weeks before that, we have the music day. And right before that, we have Brother Netterville and we're doing Bible handouts. And what? We're, just, we're pouring into extras. And they're good extras. I'm not saying we shouldn't be working. The Lord told us to get to work. Uh, And I'm not saying you take a pause from doing what you know you're supposed to do. We're supposed to be witnesses. We're supposed to be reading. We're supposed to be praying. We're supposed to be in church. We're supposed to be doing all those things. There's normal things that we do. And that's not anything crazy. But he's going, hey, if you get a moment, we, we can take a pause. You don't have to do all the extras. 
But notice in verse number 33, lastly, how about that? I mean, not bad, not bad. Lastly, at 1135, it's a long point right here, though, so uh, <laughs> no, don't get your hopes up too much, all right? <laughs> Verse number 33, and the people saw him departing. Everybody sees, right? They're getting on the ship. They're leaving. Everybody's like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. They're getting on a boat. Um, all right? And they see him. The people saw them departing, and many knew him, and ran afoot thither out of all cities, and outwent them, and came together unto him. And Jesus, when he came out, comes out of the ship, saw much people, and was moved with compassion toward them, because they were his sheep, not having a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. He goes ahead and you know what he does? He knows there's a time to perform. He knows there's a time to take a pause. And there's a time to pick it back up. Pick the work back up. He gets off that ship. He looks out. He sees those people. And you know what he is? He's moved with compassion. He says, all right, guys, back to work. We took a good break. We got the breather in. Lungs aren't burning anymore. We're feeling pretty good. Okay. Time to go. Get back to work. The fear of telling you that you can take a rest is exactly what happened at COVID. I'm just being honest. The fear is we get comfortable not doing. And we go, well, why should I have to go? I mean, it's fine. I can just sit here. And we get into the mindset that if we sit here, we can just stay sitting. And the Lord's going, no, I'm still moved with compassion. I, I still look out at the multitudes and I see that they need somebody and they need some help. And I have an entire group that could help them. I've got, in this, I've got these 12 guys, and you know what they're going to do here in a moment? They're going to serve. They're going to go back to work. You know what the Lord wants? He wants us to pick it back up because you know what? They got back to the place. The Lord says, okay, you see all the people? We moved away from the people. We got private. And you know what we try to do? We try to close ourselves off from seeing the people again. Peter, right? He's up on the top of the mountain, right? Mount of Transfiguration, Matthew chapter 17. There they are. They're up on the mountain. And he goes, isn't it good that we're here? Shouldn't we build some tabernacles and do all the... No, we're not staying here, Peter. What are, we, what are you talking about? We're going back down, all right? We're going back down and we're going back to work. I just gave you a nice little mountaintop to go see my glory. We get there and we go, can't we just stay here? And the Lord says, no, there's work. There's work back down there. You realize there's not a lot of work that happens on the top of a mountain? We love the mountaintop. We love getting to shout it down and praise the Lord and go to team camp and youth ablaze. We love special meetings with Brother Spurgeon. And the Lord picks us up and, man, he puts all of that in there. And we get flying high and we feel like we can take on everything. And then all of a sudden we go back down into the valley and we go, why are we down here? Because the valley's where all the work is. That's where the farm is. That's where the sheep are. <laughs> the people. And he looks at the people, and you know what the Lord says? He goes, hey, look, there's multitudes, and there are sheep having no shepherd. What am I supposed to do? I better go do something for them. 
Time to get back to work. Look at this. He says, they're scattered as sheep. They were as sheep having a she not having a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. And Jesus starts teaching. Why? Because Jesus knows they need him. Aren't you supposed to be the ambassador for Christ? As though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead be you reconciled to God. Aren't we supposed to be the ones that are teaching them and telling them about a Savior? Aren't we the ones who are supposed to be teaching and telling them about our, our teacher, our master? If you weren't in Sunday school, you missed it. Aren't we supposed to be the ones who are showing off his, his words and his ways and how, he, how we're supposed to do things? And it's his glory and his praise and his honor. And we're supposed to go ahead and make sure they understand who he is. And we do that and then you know what? Uh, I hate it. I hate hearing people go, well, I used to do that. And, and it's not because they can't do it anymore. It's because they took a rest and they never went back to it. They took a rest and you know what they said? I like resting. You know what your flesh likes? It likes doing nothing. Most of you know I am a big proponent of pulling spring water. I'm a water, my wife calls me a water snob. And I am gladly a water snob. Uh, I like pulling spring water. That's what I get. That's what I buy. That's what I drink. If I drink anything else, I tolerate it. That's about it, all right? And, uh, and so I, I went to hand Brother Viscom a bottle of water this morning. You know what he says? He goes, what is that? Because it didn't come out of my fridge. Uh, my fridge is all the way to my office, and I didn't want to walk that far. I was lazy. So I gave him this weird, I don't know what, I don't even know what it is. I just gave him some weird bottle of water. <laughs> it was sealed. Um, I him, you know, I promise it was sealed. I gave him a brand new bottle. Uh, I couldn't tell you the name. And he goes, what is this? I said, what? He goes, don't you have any real water? I said, I mean, I got Poland Spring in my office. He says, what, I'm not good enough for it? I said, no, I'm lazy. I didn't want to walk that far. I didn't want to walk all the way into my office and go, you know, I could have gotten. So what is that? That's our flesh, isn't it? If we can get away with doing less, that's what we do. If we can get away with it, Brother Viscom wouldn't let me get away with it. Since he was teaching my Sunday school class for me, I let him push me into getting him a real bottle of water, but, um, which he didn't even drink. Didn't even drink it. I'm just saying, anyways, um, my efforts was in vain. Um, and uh, we go ahead and we want to do the least amount possible. We always want to do the least amount possible. In our flesh, that's what we do. And the Lord looks back out and he says, yeah, but look at all those people. Look at all those people out there. They need me. Which in turn means, as sad as this is, they need us. They need people who are saved, know they're saved, and can give them the gospel. They need people who have a book and have a church family that can give them some answers. They need somebody who can give them hope because they're in a world of hopelessness. They're sheep with no shepherd.
Taking a break doesn't mean quitting. Taking a break, taking a pause, going ahead and make, taking a moment to get your batteries back up, to get your strength back up, to make sure you and the Lord are all good on the same page, nothing crept in, because by the way, a lot of times when you're busy, stuff creeps in because you're not paying attention to what's going on with you. You're trying to help somebody else. That's why he tells you in Galatians 6 that you ought to be careful on helping somebody else out because if you're spiritual, you're going to try and restore such and one, but you've got to consider yourself lest thou also be tempted. So you've got to watch out, but sometimes we aren't watching as carefully as we, and something's tried to sneak through. I go, wait a minute. <laughs> I, got, I started doing that. I really wasn't supposed to be doing that. And those times of pause help you to make sure you get those things taken care of so that when you step back onto the field of battle, you don't have a chink in the armor that the devil's about to rip you apart with. It's a beautiful time. But we're still supposed to get back in the fight. Notice the disciples. This is funny. He says in verse number 37, right? These guys, well, verse, uh, verse 35, uh, it says, And when the day was now far spent, his disciples came unto him. Here they are. And said, this is a desert place, nothing around. There's no, they, they went out to the desert place to get away from everybody. So that means there's no shops, there's no businesses, there's no people. <laughs> but these people all chased them down. And they say, hey, the day is far spent. This is a desert place. And now the time is far past. Notice this, send them away that they may go into the country round about and into the villages and buy themselves bread, for they have nothing to eat. He answered and said to them, Give ye them to eat. <laughs> and they said unto him, Shall we go and buy two hundred penny worth of bread and give them to eat? He said unto them, How many loaves have ye? And you know what's about to happen. Say, what are the disciples ready to do? The disciples are ready to send everybody away. They're going, I don't want to work for this. Get these guys out of here. <laughs> it's getting late. I'm tired again. Let's do... Let's, Get them out of here, right? Send them away. Lord, why can't you just get rid of everybody all the time? Because one time to take another pause. You and I, we're ready always to take a break. <laughs> Instead of being ready always to answer every man according to the hope that lies within us, we're ready to take a break. And the Lord says, yep, yeah, it's not time to take a break yet again. Guys, we just took a break. It's time to start up again, not stay napping. Not, not stay down, not stay sitting, not, not kick back relaxed. Now it's time to get back into it. And you notice what they get. They get to feed 5,000. It is time for them to serve again. They were working hard. They were working. They were working they were working. They got their break. I said, okay, break time's over with, guys. We've got over 5,000 people we can do something with. You know the rest of the chapter. I'm not going to read the rest of the chapter. What follows is 5,000 people, 5,000 men plus women and children. They're sat down by ranks. They've got five barley loaves and two small fishes from the little lad. They hand them to Jesus. Jesus says, okay. He blesses it. He breaks it. He starts having them just start serve people. Hey, you 12 guys, serve all these thousands of people. I'm just going to keep breaking. You just keep walking, all right? 
and they serve, and they get to serve, and they get to serve, and they get to serve, and by the time they get done, you know what they have? They have 12 baskets left over from five barley loaves and two small fishes. This is the fun part. The fun part is, if you're willing to get back up and keep serving after he gave you your break, you get the blessing of the 12 baskets. You don't know what extra he gets to give you. But he always seems to have extra. Isn't that amazing? It doesn't matter how many people the Lord's taking care of. He's always got extra for the ones who are willing to serve him. You got that at the 5,000, you get it at the 4,000. They had extra. There's always extra. Because the Lord never comes up short on taking care of his servants. I'm going to implore you. We got a couple weeks here where we don't necessarily have anything special happening. We've got all our normal ministries. Don't skip out on what what we're doing and what we normally do. That's not what a break is about, all right? You go on vacation, shame on you if you don't witness to anybody while you're out on vacation. You ought to find a church while you're out on vacation. Well, the biggest blessings I got is, uh, is a church out on the Outer Banks is the only one. I think there's a second one now, but I haven't been back to the bank to find out how good it is uh, since I heard about it. Uh, but I went down pastor's name, Scott Baxley, I think. I think Brother Dave's been over there with the family. Um, maybe some others, I don't know. Uh, but I went. And I called him, and I said, is there another Bible? I was an hour and a half drive, hour and a half to get to this guy's church. I said, brother, I'm serious. I'm on vacation. I'm like, I don't want to drive an hour and a half. I'm going to drive an hour and a half, all right? I said, is there another church that preaches the gospel, believes the King James Bible, that I can go to that's anywhere north of you? And he goes, I wish I could tell you there were 30. He said, I think I'm the only one. I don't know of anybody else. So I drove there. And we went. And I sat down. And I found out his Sunday school guy is Rock of Ages Prison Ministries. And he did an awesome Sunday school on Jude. It was fantastic. He got through like two verses in Jude. I felt like I was in my own Sunday school class, right? He got nowhere. Uh, It was awesome. He was going all the crossroads, right? Just saying. And I, I felt right at home. He got nowhere in Sunday school. Um, I didn't even ask a question, Brother Viscom, but he still didn't get anywhere. Um, and uh, he got done. The pastor got up to preach. And, man, I had a whole conversation with this guy on the phone. And literally he goes, all right, we're going to preach out of Acts chapter 2. And I thought, huh? And he reads on Pentecost. And I thought, I'm going to get up and walk out of this man's church. That's what's about to happen right here. He preached one of the best messages I've ever heard on Pentecost and why the Lord used it and how amazing it was. I got such a blessing going to church on my vacation. What are you trying to say? You don't take a break from what we do. The normal. That's what sustains us. Those things sustain us in what we're doing. That's part of meeting with him. That's part of fellowshipping with him. That's part of having all those things. I'm talking about all the extras. Maybe you just need to go, hey, you know what? I don't need to fix everybody else's stuff today. I need a day. I need a couple of days. Maybe take a moment and just say, hey, you know what? I just need some extra time with my Savior this week. 
because next week I'm getting back at it. But this week, maybe today, maybe tomorrow, maybe sometime, and just go, hey, you know what? I just need a moment. And the Lord's telling me I need a pause. Lord, give me a good pause. Rest me up. And let me get back in the fight. Let me get back in the fight. There's plenty to be done. There's always work. There's always work. But how much help are you when you're completely worn out and can't do anything? Not going to be very good. I think we got a great respite right here. We've got a little bit of pause. Take advantage of the pause. Spend some time with your Savior. Spend some time maybe with your family. You might need to spend some time with your family because you haven't been with your family much. You've been dealing with too many things. Maybe that's the case for you. I don't know. But if it is, come apart and rest a while with your Savior. Take a little bit. Take a little bit. And come back a whole lot stronger and ready to fight. We don't have a whole lot of time, maybe, before a trumpet sounds. I know I preached last Sunday we could have 60 years, but do I believe that? No, but i got to live that way. I can't give up on a fight in this life just because I think he might sound a trumpet today. i still got to fight a good fight. i still got to war a good warfare. And part of the soldier is to make sure he gets his rest. And today, we got a little spot between a battle. <laughs> between the major warfare going on, you and I may get the last break we get before the end of the year. I'll tell you, take advantage of it. Take a little break. Take a little breather. And let the Lord do what he does, give you the strength you need to finish out the year. All right? Let's have a word of prayer. Let's stand. I don't have any great, awesome conclusion right here. I don't even know if you need to come to an altar. I don't know what you need. I really don't. Uh, I just knew the Lord wanted me to preach that this morning. I've had that on my mind all week long. Now, you know what I've heard all week long? Man, I'm tired. Man, we've been busy. Man, I could use just, okay, be a good witness, be a good testimony. Stay home for a couple nights, right? <laughs> Not tonight. Brother Ramsey's here tonight. I'll stay home tonight. Right, we do what we're supposed to do, but you know, maybe you just need to take some time with your Savior and thank Him. Thank Him for knowing He knows. He knows we're but dust. He knows we're flesh. He knows all flesh is. He knows we need a breather. And he's not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love. And he'll reward his servants. Father, we thank you for the morning. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your compassions upon us and compassions onto a lost world. Father, I pray you would help our pastor to get the rest that he needs and strengthen him. But even now, Father, I pray you'd help us to, as a church, maybe just take a breather right here. Take a breath and help us to finish strong. Lord, I pray you would. Help us to come apart and rest with our Savior. Strengthen our relationship with you, with each other, with our families. And Father, we pray that Jesus Christ would have preeminence, that he'd be high and lifted up, and that we, we would be able to come back into the fight stronger, more rested, and ready to finish. In Jesus' name.